Welcome to The Village Lantern, a podcast for families living with hidden challenges such as autism and other neurodiverse conditions, and for anyone else wanting to understand, love and support. Our mission is to build understanding, empathy and love for families living with one or more children who have hidden conditions that make life harder in one way or another. We call this Extra Zing. Yeah, because what I saw was a flash. I did the catastrophizing. Mm. I flashed to the future and I was just like, the future I had in mind was gone. Mm. And you go, I know how hard it can be to be neurodivergent in the world. And now I feel awful for her. Mm. Mm. But then my psychiatrist, who I went to see, because you've got to get some help, Mm. she pointed out, you don't get the awesome kids without something else having to be a challenge. My kids literally, if they walk into a room, every single person knows they're there. They will make a mark in the world. But what comes with that is quite a lot of tiring stuff parental-wise. But you can't wish for any other children because they are super cool. In the spirit of reconciliation, Takes a Village acknowledges the traditional custodians of country, here on the lands of the Boon Wurrung and Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation, as well as throughout Australia, and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. It's great to have you both here again and... I think we feel it's time again, because we have talked about this a little bit, is um, parent wellbeing, mental health for parents of neurodivergent kids, Uh, because we all individually have had our own personal experiences with it. And in some ways, that's the goal of starting this podcast in the first place, was to be able to really create messaging or stories for parents to share our experience because we know that this is a shared experience, mm-hmm. that parenting is hard. Yeah, it is. And this parenting is extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we, we've learned so much about being connected and being able to talk because you can talk to other parents. And if you have some visibility of their life and they're living a neurotypical life and they say, oh, parenting, hey, tough, isn't it? And you think... You've got no idea. (laughs) And it's not, absolutely not about judgment of anyone else's experience, but it's not relatable. Yeah. Because it's not the same. And it's also not like, you know, you don't want to make people feel bad for having having a different experience to yours. So you usually keep quiet. Their heart is their heart. Yeah. Our heart is our heart. And other people have different heart. You know, it's not a competition of heart. Yeah. But we want to talk about the version... That we're living. Yeah. And you also don't want to say if somebody does have a child that has challenges and you're further ahead than they are, like say for me, I don't want to say <laughs> to shout, although I do say it, just wait till puberty, it gets yeah, worse. Know. You know, like, because then, the, yeah. because it does get <laughs> really bad. But also you don't, they're in the shit at the moment. Yeah. So you don't really, it's not always about that, is it? Yeah. yeah. And though in some ways I get a lot of I think comfort is the right word from hearing about parents who are further ahead in the mm. journey because I am always seeking positive stories. Yeah. Just, you can find negative ones everywhere. But if I can find someone who says to me, it's going to get better, mm. and I believe mm. them mm. because I've seen 
their their story or they've given me enough information to be able to relate. I love to hear that. Mm. I love to hear that. Well, it's always good to be pre-warned as well, I think, because you knowledge is power. And if yeah. you think front load the picture. Get, <laughs> get ready for it. But yeah, it's, yeah. I don't I'm, I'm really vexed about that because I even remember when the babies were little and before we really knew we had extra challenges and parents of older children would say, oh, little babies, little problems, Mm. big kids, big problems. And I didn't want to hear that back then. I was Mm. like, this feels hard enough. I don't want to hear about that. So I'm kind of contradicting myself a bit, but I think there is this real power in hearing someone else's story. And when they say there's no shocked faces, there's no horror, there's just a "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, I feel you, that, there's so much power in that. Mm. I think what I've come to realise lately is that obviously we have the newborn days when it's really hard and most people kind of move through that and they get out the other side and they say, gosh, that was hard. And, you know, you have the baby, you go home, you fight through that kind of slightly bleak period of (laughs) changing your whole life with this thing that needs you. And then they, they get more and more independent. You can see kind of light at the end of the tunnel. And I think for families with neurodivergent children, often maybe as they get older, it might get a bit harder. Mm -hmm. And especially in, in our case, you know, the newborn no sleeping days is happening now. Mm. So mm. my kids slept really, really well when they were babies, like 12 hours, not a peep. I was like, this is what oh, people worry about. Yeah. 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 You're right now, yeah, even yeah, hearing yeah, that. Yeah. But, but now I, I think yeah. it's all no, calmer because actually, you know, I've got a five-year-old and 10-year-old. They sleep less now than they did when mm. they were babies. So, you know, the the the, the kind of sleeplessness of, new, of parenthood I'm I'm like relating to people with newborns. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like, yeah. and I see people who like say they watch box sets in the evening mm. or they get up and do exercise in the morning. And I'm like, I have been up for 48 hours. I'm not ready to go and go to the gym at 6 a.m. and start my day. It's yeah. Like, and I, I don't want to hear function. about it either. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't, yeah. It's just different world. Yeah. Does it help when, because I remember when at, and you were in this phase of it just being so difficult and we went away together mm. and you know, you really needed to exercise but you couldn't fit it in. And I remember saying to you, one day you will be able to. Mm. Does that does that help you? I know, Anna, that helped you, but does that, do you, know do what, you feel like... Do you know what scares me a little bit mm. is we all know that every autistic child is different. Mm. So you can find people similar to you, but you know it's going to be different and you don't know what challenges your child's going to face. Yeah. And also we know day to day we don't know how they're going to cope. Mm. You can have a great day on a day you think is going to be awful and have an awful day on a day you think is going to be great. So sometimes I have to kind of block out what other people say. Yeah, because it's your you own. Know, it's, I don't want to get false hope and yeah. be like, oh, you know, by the time they're 18, they're going to be not sleeping in our bed, <laughs> sleeping through the night, not yeah. needing us to be there mm. so much. But I've seen, you know, I know I've heard of parents who've got kids 15 still sleeping in their bed, mm. you know, and people go, oh, they won't still be sleeping in their bed when they're older. It's like, no, I know that sometimes they do, mm. you know, and it's not their fault. It's the yeah. child needs you. They need to co-regulate with you. You're not being a weird parent, like weird kind of, I can't let my child go. I need them. Yeah. It's not for you. It's for them. They yeah. cannot regulate alone. And they need, need to sleep you. as well, right? And so we need to sleep. I think the thing about what you just said, Shah, and also what you said, Belle, when you come to the place where you accept that you don't know what tomorrow is going to be like, mm. but you know it could be good or it could be hard. Mm, but it'll that, be different. It'll be different yeah. or not. But that letting go of trying to predict the future, mm. good or bad. Mm. So if you hear a hopeful story, then you think, could be, 
So I think you can still pick up a positive response from that without it being yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I, I do believe that it's important that we seek positive, mm. hopeful sentiments. Mm. Yeah, and I regardless never try of and, what happens. Yeah, and and I remember, you know. You used to talk about, like, I can't even, I don't want to think into the future about what it might look like. But I try and stop myself from doing that all the time mm. because you, it can set you into that spiral. If mm. we're talking about mental health, if I think about, hang on, will they get a job mm. or when will they ever move out of home or mm. whatever it might be, it, you can spiral it's quite just, easily. Yeah, so and also it is a, there's a catastrophizing that happens that yeah. is really, you know, detrimental to mental health. Mm. It's so easy to just think the worst or worry about the worst from one little maybe behaviour or, you know, not being able to cope in that situation, you think, well, when they're older, what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, they're going to end up being this. Yeah. Can you and stop yourself from doing that? I've, like thinking- I, I've, I've found it easier lately, but it's to do with radical acceptance that mm. your yeah. child is always trying their best. Mm. Yeah. Always trying their best. It's not everything they do has a reason behind it that's not linked to, you know, being a bad person, mm going to end up violent as a, mm. an, an adult, ending, going to end up antisocial, yeah. all these things that we sca- get scared about because actually our job as parents is to make sure we bring up kind of decent humans that aren't, don't go off and create wars and mm. bloody, you know. So how did you then teach yourself to, like, is that through therapy? I've had how, to do a like, lot of reading. I think when yeah. you've got PDA children especially, and PDA pathological demand avoidance is a is a kind of subset of autism, which I've talked about a bit before, but... When you've got PDA children, it, they present in quite a way that's quite antisocial sometimes. They don't, the normal parenting techniques don't work with those kind of children. It comes across as quite rude. The kids can seem as like, why can't they just listen to their parents? And yeah, they're you, disrespectful. Yeah, they're disrespectful or they're violent. And mm-hmm. you think, wow, how, how have I ended up with, you know, violent children? You're mm-hmm. like, this is all my fault. It's mm-hmm. a, I must have a really dysfunctional family. And actually, when you read a lot and I, you know, urge people who are really sitting at home worrying about their family being dysfunctional. If you read a lot about families with PDA and you see that those children are trying their best and it's not, they're not, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up to be, you know, antisocial human beings. And I, I found loads of kind of adults with PDA who've got jobs, who are happy, who've managed to cope, have worked their way through the, the, the world because the world is hard for autistic people. We know mm. that. It's not built for them. So, when you see these kind of, it's not just positive stories, it's people having lives or being able to cope or not ending up, you know, they were went through terrible years as a teenager because teenage years are really difficult and no one understands them and no one's accommodating the scaffolding around them enough to let them thrive. When you get through that necessarily on the other side and they become an adult and they can put those things in place for themselves, mm. as long as you've given them the tools does it even know how to do that? Mm. You've kind of done it your job. Yeah, and I think that is the, the the bit about where you can say with a, I think with a really honest heart that it does get easier as they get older because if you do that work to start mm. to unpack yeah. what is going on for them yeah. and you do it with experts and you read and you un- get to understand because as like all parenting, as you get to understand your child, you can help them with the bits that they need help mm. with. You can give them freedom for the bits that they need freedom mm. with. And then, of course, when they get out of school and they have more ability to manage the lives around them, there's mm. all of that. But I think that is the bit where, uh, yes, that you can be guaranteed that things are going to change and you, you don't know if you're going to have the same problems or, or different problems. But what you do know you can have is more information. And I feel like yeah. 
I'm at a place now with my 13-year-old where I have so much more understanding of her needs, of um, how to communicate that. And I think we talked about it last time, getting reports, OT reports, Mm. speech reports, psychology, that also serve to communicate with others, Mm. schools and and other therapists, whatever. And, And whenever I've presented reports like that to someone who's seeking to help her, they're so grateful yeah. because it helps, sets them up. So I, I think in that sense, you can look ahead knowing that things will be easier in yeah. some way if you are able to do that work to deeply think, understand I your I think kids. that's the thing because we talk about mental health and we talk about, you know, because we're tired or because there's extra work involved so there's a bit more load. You have to be, you know, driving them to appointments. You have to have so much in your brain. But I would say that the thing that I really struggle with, I don't know about you guys, but is not when you first get on this journey, you're like, I can't connect with my child. I just assume that I'd have a baby. We'd mm. be like bestie friends. We'd grow up and together as, and I, I'd love them and they would love me back and I'd get them. And that's not necessarily mm. the case when mm. you've got kids whose brains are wired different to yours. So you have to, first of all, get to know them. And second, you have to connect. And once you connect, you feel so much better about your situation yes. because you know, they talk about connect, don't correct. Because if you're spending your life correcting your child, mm. it's going to be a pretty miserable household. Yeah. But if you're spending your time trying to connect, I know it's, I mean, it's all words, isn't it? It's so easy to do. We say it, but it's like, how do you do it? Mm. But once you've connected, your my mental health changed because mm. I, you know, there was a time when I just wanted to get behind their eyes and just go, how do you see this? Yeah. How is this for you? And once you start to see... I, you know, now I can look over at my 10-year-old and something will happen and I'll look to him. This is this has been my dream. And he'll look over to me and we look at each other yes. and he knows I get it. Yes. And he feels safe mm. because I go, I know, that's stressful. Don't worry, I'm here. Yes. And it's an unsaid thing. And my mental health just goes like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Because actually that's, I think, what, maybe it's, a, I don't know if it's a mum thing, but not being able to have that connection with your child. Yeah, it's it's really very hard. hard on your psyche yeah mm. I mean dads must get it too but mm. I don't know what if something I'm birthed something I want it I want that but I think there's a be... bit that we're missing though in this mm. story which certainly Anna and I have talked about is the bit before you realize you need to connect which is the yeah, grief the grief part yeah so before you realize that that connection and the deep dive into into mm. their their brains and really yeah, understanding that acceptance first. yeah it's acceptance yeah. is acceptance that you know my child my my parenthood and and me raising my child is going to look different mm. you know and that sent both Anna and I into a spiral mm-hmm. because you you know the first the first sort of bump in my mental health journey was definitely when I had my second child and then the obstetrician said well you've got perinatal depression is that the one before you have the baby. That sounds right. Yeah, Very yeah. because of the firstborn. Mm. And I didn't really, because I was so anxious mm. about having another child that was going to be just as difficult as the first one mm. that sent my mental health spiralling that I didn't know actually that could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. a bit. Yeah. And then that child gets older and you're struggling with connection with that one. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. Yes. I just remember that mantra. This is not what I thought it would be yeah. like because yeah. you've got that yeah. fixed mindset of yes. your own vision and yeah. then accepting that. And I think that grief, I think you can't get to acceptance unless you let the grief process. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's certainly my experience. And and as I think I've done a bit of reading on grief and grief is not like a, a rounded out process mm. that ends. It keeps going. But I think that the grief is complex. Yeah. 
because you said it wasn't what you expected. I don't think I had a vision of what I expected. Yeah. So, but And I think that's why I've had trouble coming to terms with the concept of grief because I've been talking about it with my psychologist for a long time and, and she would often say, oh, that's grief, it's not what you expected. And I, I kind of get stuck on that because I'm like, but I didn't have a vision of what I expected. So I, what, how is that? But it, one, of course you do because you have your own childhood. Mm. So that's number one. You've got yeah. some version of expectation because of how your own childhood was. But also I think the other bit about grief is the sorrow that you can't fix it. Or maybe mm. that's for me. That's very personal because I am a fixer I've, and I've had pretty mm. good success about if I work really hard and try really hard and read enough and research enough and ask enough mm. people, I can work it out. And I think that's taken me a long time to accept that, mm. one, I can't fix it, and mm. two, what does working it out mean? It's an ongoing process. Yeah. So you don't get there. I think that's the thing but, that a lot of people, they get this, they get the diagnosis and they're like, right, what do we need to do yes. to make this better? And... You know, I certainly had that because, you know, my 10-year-old had a heart condition when he was born. We had to fix it. Mm-hmm. We had to get the best cardiologist, get him sorted. It was, you know... Medical you problem, know, people who Yeah, to, people who know more than me about yeah. this kind of thing yes. can fix him. Yeah. Mm. And he got fixed. And then six months later, he got diagnosed as autistic. Mm. Well, maybe a year and or so like, later. where's the expert? And I was yeah. like, so where, who do we get for this yes. now? Next, yeah. And, you know, it t- took me a long time to realise we don't need to fix him. Yes. We need to fix the world. Yes. But also I think this is why these conversations are so important. Mm. We need to see what normal parenthood is in our world more often so that we have expectations that are different. Because mm. I think we're, we don't see it enough. All the baby books don't talk about it enough. You know, we get panicked if our kid isn't, meeting a milestone, yeah. we're like, oh, my God, you know, because it's sort of delivered as a kind of negative and all that, the time. Yeah, that yeah. often is the beginning, isn't it? It's it starts with baby yeah. milestones. Mm. I mean, different yeah. for everyone, but certainly did for yeah. us. And you find yourself at each time when they're like, hmm, or the mental mm. health, or the maternal health nurse, yeah. oh, there's a few crosses on the thing and then you get a report from the childcare centre, a few question marks, yeah. crosses, red marks, and you don't know what any of that is. Mm. And I think for me I was... I do tend to have a bit of an optimistic outlook and I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean mm. anything. You know, that, and yeah. it doesn't, I don't, there's not a right or wrong way, but when each of those milestones, and I think when you were saying before, Belle, it does get harder as they get older, mm. you said that, Shah, because the gap between them the and gap. their peers widens well, that, and widens. Yeah, and I think, like, there's, I've had a lot of friends um, lately that's, you know, children may have been diagnosed a bit later, meaning in primary school, mm. not, not before primary school. And it's that gap mm-hmm. when it starts to widen and you know as a parent there's something not quite right, but you're not necessarily, they're still meeting the, mainly if you're born female, that you're meeting the milestones, you're masking, you're doing tick, 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 but you're like, hang on a second. And yeah. I keep saying to them, keep going back. Yeah. Every year, go yeah. back to the psychologist, get another review because yes. you know yeah, my five-year-old not regular, they're not regulated. Met all they're the not, milestones. Yeah, yeah. Everything until mm. we hit kinder, which is what, four-year-old? Yeah. Mm. I mean, honestly, her... Charts were like ninety percent centile for everything, just brilliant, just nailing it, just yeah. nailing life. And <laughs> except then for sleeping, and then, nailing. Yeah, for, no, and then you know, sleeping was quite a recent thing. But then you get the kinder teacher going. I just need to discuss the yeah. mm. there's delays in social and emotional, mm. and um, a couple of other things. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> and then you, you know, I was like, I can't deal with this now because yes. I was, you know, going through a lot with. With my but son. How good are kinder teachers, though? I know they're that... so good. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Well, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't play with the other kids. In fact, she controls the other mm-hmm. kids. She's the only kid that's come in and 
clapped her hands and made all the kids do what she wants to do mm. that day. She said, we've never had a child do that. Mm. We found my 15-year-old's um, uh, prep transition mm. thing the other day and we were both reading it together, my 15-year-old and I, and we were laughing so hard because like what exactly what you're saying, yeah. they were like, um, this child um, has got some great leadership, shows uh, shows great leadership potential, but they should learn to take on the other roles, i.e. follower. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like sharer yeah. and yeah. whatever. And I was like, we were just laughing going, oh, my God, this is classic, isn't it? But that's the beautiful <laughs> bit, right, to get to the point when you can laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. And because it, back to mental health, yeah. that's when the mental health starts just crumbling a little bit, mm. is every time a teacher comes yeah. in and says, I yeah. want to talk to you, every oh. time you see your yeah. child with a, a peer group, and you can see it, and it just builds, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Just yeah. slow, I, you know, fear, I'm, I'm, panic. I'm yeah. laughing about it now too, but I was devastated. I was like, I don't, I just like, don't need again. this. I yeah. just don't need this. The second time around again, yeah. it's a different experience. Yeah. I was just like, are you kidding? Yeah. What? And then I was like, oh, it's probably just moving. We're in a whole new country. You know, it's got to be something to do with yeah, that. And then when you start the process, and you're like, oh no, oh, no yeah. That is. But and how was, did you not kind of? crumble at that point and I'm not trying to be dramatic yeah. but I'm genuinely because we're talking about mental health interested in yeah, was, what did you yeah. draw on what what are the things that helped you you know was it it this? was really hard I yeah. have to say I had to give up my whole life just to focus on mm. making sure that I mean that's the way I deal with things making sure that I could give 100% to the situation if I was working as hard as I was working before mm. and I needed to deal with this, I would have just exploded and collapsed. I don't know yeah. how I would have done it. I had to have big cries, yeah, you know, yeah. just massive. I got a psychiatrist. Did you look in the mirror and cry? I love those ones. Oh, you know, no, no, I didn't do a dramatic, like, oh. it I'm was just... more like, I was more angry and just like, yeah. why Why us? Like, you know, because what I saw was a flash. I did the catastrophizing. Mm. I flashed to the future and I was just like, the future I had in mind was gone mm. and you go, I know how hard it can be to be neurodivergent in the world and now I feel awful for her. Mm. And I actually yeah. had a moment where I was like, maybe we shouldn't have had kids together. Like yeah. what's going on I with know. her like genetic makeup? Mm. But then my psychiatrist who I went to see, because you've got to get some help. Mm. She, number one Number thing. one. Mm. She pointed out and actually I actually kind of brought this up as well. You, you don't get the awesome kids without something else having to be a challenge. And I, you know, my kids literally, if they walk into a room, every single person knows they're there. Mm. <laughs> By the end of it, they've introduced themselves to everybody. Yeah. They've talked about their interests. Mm. They will make a mark yes. in the world. Yes. But what comes with that is quite a lot of tiring stuff parental-wise. Yeah. Mm. But you can't, you know, I can't wish for any other children because yeah. they are... Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. And oh, lovely. Gosh. And, you know, yeah, we I'm know sure one day, <laughs> I'm sure no, one yeah. day they're going to be, all of this is going to be channeled into something that I don't want this to be extraordinary at all because no one, I mean, who wants that? Yeah. They just, I just want them to be happy. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, interesting, rounded people who've got interesting thoughts in their head that they want to share with the world and the yeah. world's listening. Yeah. Because I think for their mental health, the world's not listening to you. This It's awful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think, so psychiatrist. Yeah. I think um, one medication. of the things, Medication. Well, one of the things that I have always been quite passionate about when I worked it out, because it took some time, was you've got to start with a good GP. Mm. Mm. You've got to start with a good GP. And where we got to is that we have a family GP who sees all the kids 
And even my husband and I now, we all go to the same GP. And the yeah. benefit of that is when you go in, they know your history, they yeah. know your kids. So when you're trying to tell them an update or where things are up to, that's really important because mm. they can even say to you, oh, that would have been hard because, you know, 10-year-old was whatever then. So yeah. I think number one, yeah. get a really good GP, not the ones where bulk billing, go in, get your antibiotics no. and leave, not yeah. that. And they're the yeah. ones that can say as well, like I remember my GP saying to me, I was like, oh, I could go down on the on my SSRIs, and the and the the GP was like, you've just had a third child be diagnosed, yes. <laughs> neurodivergent. Yes, it's not the time and now. My GP and I was has, like, oh my god, it's yes. not the time now. You Same. know, like. Whereas if I'd seen a random person, they would have been like, okay, fine, or whatever. Yeah, you know? no, so that's a really like, good... I'm yeah. just flagging this with you. I think yes. Well, brilliant. they know you and they... Yeah. I mean, like, I feel sad because you'd never get this service in England, mm. but the GP here was so good. Oh. She booked in every two weeks for me to go in and see her. She's mm. like, we are going to get you strong again because I was just in a mess. Mm-hmm. I was like, I explained the situation. We've just arrived. You know, we've travelled across the world. I've let, changed our whole lives. My husband's dad's just died. Mm. My kids are, my eldest is going through autistic burnout and is dropped out of school. And my youngest is just about to be diagnosed. And she's like, whoa. And I said, oh, before that, there was a heart condition to deal with and six miscarriages. And she was like, she's like, so I'm going to set up a bed for you here in my office. (laughs) But sometimes you need an expert to say. Yes. And 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 so GP, then they can refer you to a psychologist. They can give you medication Mm. for like some conditions, some things. Um, and then they can also refer you to a psychiatrist mm. and a pediatrician for your child. So, and you can get a mental health care mental plan. Mental health plan. Because yeah. that's the new thing you, you get here, which we don't get in England. But yeah. just to explain to English listeners, mm. it's it's a kind of thing where if your GP says you've got a mental health plan, you when you kind of go through spending on anything to do with your mental health, you get more rebate. Is that Psychologist. right? Psychologist. So it has to be a clinical... And psychiatry? Yeah, psychiatry, no, no Medicare. Okay. But, yeah, so the, the doctor gap, will though. do a um, survey with you and they'll assess your anxiety and depression and then they'll write a letter and you can take that letter to your psychologist and your psychologist will charge most of the fee to to Medicare, which is our health system, and then yeah. you pay a, a small difference. And that's and for, for 10 children sessions. as well. So we, yeah. anyone, we all have everyone's it for our children and ourselves. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. great. I mean, and during yeah. COVID we got 20. Yes. Wow. Which was amazing. Really good. Yeah. So GP and I think the other thing is being really honest, you know, yes. when you go in there. Don't go in there and pretend, don't do that whole, I'm fine, I'm just being yeah. a mum and mum, it's being hard, isn't it? And because you that, just got to get it out yeah, and then you can get some help. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a bit for even for you to realise yeah. that, to actually realise maybe I am Oh, you had struggling. to do my intervention, remember? Yeah, I mean, I didn't realise I was doing an intervention no, at the time. Yeah. What you, well, I, I, <laughs> I think um, we've been, Belle and I have been talking a lot over the yeah. time and, of it, you know, I'm a little bit ahead, sort of, not really, maybe because it was a bit more severe for us, I yeah, don't know, the, yeah. we got a bit bumpy earlier, but... I think I just did say something. We went away together. It was another a separate medication. away together. Yeah, and then we were sharing and then I said, you know, sometimes when I'm driving the car, I just get so angry. I just want to smash it into a tree or mm. something. And you were like, um, that's not normal. <laughs> like not, not in a rude way. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. This was probably like six years but, ago or something. Yeah. But yeah. you had some like reservations about medication, I remember. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think, and of course, like with anyone, it's very personal um, and you have to, you, you, it's your choice, but mm. I think it took you quite to get to quite a severe place before you were open to it and yeah. now you're like, 
I'm never going off them. No, no, never. And also neither are my children. <laughs> no. no. Well, just because it then, then it became, that was before really things got super challenging, yeah. like before puberty, you yeah. know, with my eldest and before the other two got diagnosed. So I yeah. think that then allowed me to cope with it like really well. Yeah. And I think that yeah. you've got to brace yourself for those moments. It's yeah. like, you know, the perimenopause kind of thing. It's yeah. like getting there. And that's the other thing is what my GP said is yeah. being on medication as you launch into a perimenopause is really, really important. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, did you I not know that? Yeah, yeah it's no, been amazing because you, for my yeah. PMT and yeah. peri, the peri coming. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because I was just literally, I was just driving down the street and I would just cry mm. and I would just walk into a cafe and just cry yeah. or I'd be standing at this, I'd see little children going into school mm. and I'd just cry because yeah. my child wasn't going into school oh. and I'd just go I'd cry everything mm. and I was like what's happening yeah. and I was like this is weird this is kind of getting in the way of my day yeah. you know? <laughs> I haven't got time to cry <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not saying you know obviously since I've been on the medication I don't cry anymore <laughs> but which is not a good thing necessarily no. but hard to cry, I can literally no, I cry cope now but I can cope yeah. now Whereas before, I was just crying yeah. all the time, yeah. which doesn't actually wasn't helping me. No, yeah. and also the, the whole thing about well, I was thinking about bracing yourself, but mm. you you then were able to you had reserves when it came time to the five year old's diagnosis because yeah. you weren't in that phase. Yeah. You, you built up some strength. Yes, I was ready. I was you were more ready. ready. I mean, if I'd just been left, because we have who to knows be, what would have happened. I mean, we have to and be the crying so strong isn't, just because be, I was sad about the situation. I think it was just years of. Tiredness of it all. And you don't see it, I think. Well, at least, again, everyone's got a different experience. But that's why this is important, I think, for us to talk about is that you might not even see it in yourself. No, and you, you know, sometimes when people say to you, Oh, are you okay? Yeah. And you're like, Yes, I'm fine. What do you mean? Like, yeah. it's like, because there is a little bit of that. I don't have time yeah. to not be okay. Yeah. I remember at Guingana when they told me to breathe and I wanted to like hit them. Oh, yeah. Because they were like, Now, you know, you just really, really wound up. You just need to breathe. And I was like, Don't you fucking tell me yeah. to breathe? It's like when <laughs> you now tell- I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, I was so offended by someone telling me to breathe. <laughs> oh, like, but it's making so me want to breathe up. right now. Should breathe? But I was so wound up. You yeah, know, yeah, and, and that's right. So yeah. you're not, it's not yeah. easy to see that no. you're there. Yeah. Because also, and I think it's better for women, thankfully, it is hard to say, I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, not, and then because then you're like, well, so what? And then who cares? What? Like yeah. no one actually cares. No. So what does it matter? Job. You still got to. But we care. Yeah. And, and and that's the other thing. So let's, so we said, GP, potentially, you know, in therapy. discussions with them and, and psychologists, therapy, but connection, connection with other people who are sharing your life. Yeah. Because what we can do is say, I know mm. and I feel you and you need to get help. Mm. And you can hear it from someone who, who mm. you know understands you, yeah. I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, you know, it, it's going to get better, it's going to change or whatever, or that's terrible, I know where you're at. And mm. that, I think, if you if you combine your sort of medical support with allied support of, you know, therapists and other things and mm. then connection, that might sound easier than it is, and one way hopefully we're creating a little bit of that. But th- we are everywhere. Yeah. Remember, it, like in The Witches? Remember that book, oh, yeah. The Witches? They're and they everywhere. were everywhere. Yeah. We're everywhere, <laughs> yeah. but we the are witch- hiding. Oh my God, they're so, so true. But we're hiding. We're, the yeah. we're not hiding on purpose. We're yeah. hiding because we're in self-protection. But if you can find a way to connect with people in yeah. your sort of local area, being able yeah. to get together on, one af- on, a, on a weekend afternoon mm. And the idea of them bringing their kids over or you going there or meeting somewhere is not 
a horrendous idea mm-hmm. because you know that whatever their kids do, you're not going to blink. And whatever mm-hmm. your kids do, they're not going to blink. Or if they do, you'll laugh mm. or cry. What I, what, yeah, I, cry. what I love as well, what's happened to us lately, because obviously I'm starting a whole new life here, People are getting in touch going, oh, my um, sister-in-law's just moved here. They've got an autistic 11-year-old. I, I think you guys will get on. You've got oh. the same humour. The kids will probably get on. I mean, who knows if the I kids mean, are getting not. on. You it never know. That's and not in a way, just do side-by-side yeah. side play. Side-by-side <laughs> <laughs> play. Yeah. Yeah. Or different room play. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah. or maybe or just, just the, headphones. But it's we'll not about connect. the kids. In it's this moment, arms. it's about yeah. the yeah. parents, right? Exactly. And they're looking for connection. You're looking for connection and often you're like, I'm, you know, I'm too tired to do anything anyway, yeah, but yeah. they get it. Yes. And I think often what Sonny and I do is we go to like a social event and we look at each other and we say, he often says it to me, <laughs> please don't talk about how hard it is at the moment right. to, with these people because right. we can... I'm oh, so we can pretend to be normal. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm so <laughs> desperate to connect and oh. to sort of share yeah. how hard it's been. Because yes. I, I walk into it, you walk into a party or whatever not that we go to many but we walk in and I I'm like the people, idea that you go to a pa- party I don't know in my mind we go to a party <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm can we have a maybe, party just the three of yeah, us this maybe is just, just a pizza one. night yeah. Yeah. just a small pizza night but I walk in and I think no one knows the absolute yeah. hell yeah. that this week has been yeah. and I feel I need to tell them because yeah. I'm just that kind of person I'm like I can't just put on a to facade tell them because otherwise it's know, fake but then sometimes I could spend the whole night just talking about it and I you're know. reliving it and he said sometimes it's too much and I said yeah. but actually that's how the connections go yeah but connecting with people like like-minded people yeah, I think that's different. the thing and I, the energy expulsion of telling them people who don't get it is actually quite tiring and, and then you have to face their reaction reacting in their faces oh, yeah. you know the horror or the shock yeah. or the kind of they don't know what to say mm. but i but think there's one person of all the people you just shared it with that goes yeah. and then you've then go, you found oh, a new yes. connection yeah. and you feel like you know each other yeah. don't you yeah, it's so weird you feel like you know each mm. other so much more deeply than any other stranger mm. that you've met because you share so much in common yeah. and that's really powerful for feeling safe and understood mm. and really important I talk for mental about health this amazing women in in my park quite a lot on podcasts but there's this lovely woman in the park and we met because the husbands were walking the dogs and both we've both got the same dog and Sonny started talking and saying oh we've got this 10 year old he won't he doesn't go to school he's autistic and the dad went oh I've got a 10 year old he doesn't go to school he's autistic and he's like I'm gonna get my wife because Guys are terrible mm. at kind of communicating. I'm going to get my wife. Mm. I'll text your wife. Get your wife. That they can chat because that's what women do, yeah, right? Yeah, We're like, yeah. we need to connect. We need to connect. Yeah. And guys are a bit crap yeah, at it, yeah. which is a shame because I think they really need to. Yeah, that's yeah. so important they have to find their in their own, own way. way. Yeah. yeah. So we texted, met in the park, and literally, like, we're chalk and cheese, but we see each other. We, like, the other day I told her that we'd... We'd, she said, how's the sleep? I said, well, we'd messed up the medication dosage and we didn't realise. And so the five-year-old's sleep had regressed. And then when we realised, we're like, oh, we've been underdosing. Put the dose up and she slept. And she, this friend just burst into tears. Oh, oh. And I said, what have I done? I'm so sorry. She went, I'm so, I just can't believe I'm it so for, you. for you. I'm yeah. so happy you're finally getting sleep, but also can't believe that you did the dosage wrong. Yeah. And that, how unfair. And like, you know. I've met her too. Yeah. In part. She's she is. But amazing. that's the beauty, isn't it? And so I think that's, of course, when you're people like us who are very yeah. like oversharers, yeah. like I meet people everywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. and that, so I'm not I'm saying a, that that doesn't work for everyone because mm, not everyone yeah. can do that. But even if you start on a, on a chat group, 
you know, on a Facebook chat or something, or we've got Mm. a little Mighty Networks platform that's just growing. But that's the purpose of that, is to be Mm. able to say things, get responses back Mm. that are encouraging, understood. Well, through her, I I found out about the medications to ask for. I found out about support workers. I found out so much stuff. And we share resources. You know, we've gone through ups and downs at different times. So there's been times where... I've been rock bottom and she, we just said, we just text park question mark mm. and we meet and, and she, one of others will bring yeah. a coffee and it's like, Ugh. yeah. And other times the other ones needs the, the yeah, and it's so just good. amazing, but you know? So there's another little pocket of mm. mental health. And I think the other thing is, and I know we don't like to hear this, but we do need a break. Yeah. And so Babysitter, or if you're lucky enough to have. Well, I guess it's hard because it's a little bit like go and do yoga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like go and get a break. You're like, um, no one's sleeping. How do I? Yeah, but the way that you, the the first thing required in order to get a break is that you have some kind of help. And so, you know, it might be a babysitter. And that's difficult because not, you know, you can't get a regular babysitter often. And, you know, I've, at the moment, I'm not able to leave the kids with anyone who's sort of untrained in that sense. I mean, they're fine, but you know, night times are the worst time for them and they get highly anxious and I'll yeah. get a lot of phone calls. But you don't go at night time. Like, you know, you yes, work out when... We, we try and do breakfast Yeah, or, you and know. it gets easier as the child gets used to it. And I'm not simplifying it as a simple thing at all, but there is a lot more, at least in Australia, opportunity to access support workers who yeah. have got some experience the in training. The support worker thing here, I have to say, has changed our lives. Mm. If I just... And every time NDIS. NDIS is paying for support workers to help me, help my children to live independent lives. And it has honestly changed our life. And I, I, when all these good things happen here, I get so sad that we can't have that in England. And I can see people just desperate going, who can help us? Like, you know, how do we get my, my child to school when I've also got to do this? Or how do I, you know, even go to a therapy session with my child when mm. I've got another child at mm. home. Like, mm. how do we do this? And here, I mean, we've got amazing funding for oh, yeah. support workers and I've got the most amazing support worker mm. at the moment who I got off you, mm-hmm. Anna. I love her too. But mm. um, She's just amazing. So, again, like all our topics, we could talk on mm, and on, yeah. but we really want to try and limit the time so that they're kind of digestible chunks. Yeah. Mm. But do, have we missed anything? So we started off talking about mental health that we, we sort of talked about how having a GP at the centre, considering therapy or counselling, having a connection into people who understand you and then having some form of a break so you can go and breathe in the park mm. or go for a walk or go to the shops by yourself, whatever it is, those mm. things, it's almost about trying to keep those maybe in different weightings across time but to have all of those things at your in your toolkit. Yeah. yeah, and exercise, but I exercise. know that's not always possible yeah. for, for, for people who've people. got, you know, if their children have got um, school camp, but that's critical. And fresh, fresh air. air. Fresh, fresh air. air. Yeah. I mean, I just get in the water and Yeah, scream. you're crazy. I mean, that's not real exercise though. That's amazing, <laughs> that cold water situation. But that's a 10-minute out of my day. So in a way, that's how I fit it in. Yeah. But mm. going into cold water, screaming, mm. getting out, feeling alive, mm. getting my whole body moving. And I'm like, well, that took 10 minutes. Ten mi- and, that, yeah, yeah. That, and actually yeah. it sets you up. Yeah. Um, so let's just also say, though, that it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah. so real. And I suppose that's another thing I wanted to say is that you don't have to have a full kind of <laughs> yeah. the breakdown moment. But if you, you find yourself bursting into tears yeah. or you find yourself mm. dreading every little yeah. teacher, 
you know, instructor, carer, babysitter contacting yeah. you and wanting to give you feedback about your child, yeah. then you're not alone and yeah. it's really hard. And go to the GP. You go to the GP because yeah. it, it wears you down. I wonder if we could put some resources. I don't know what yeah, we, we do. Yeah, we can. We show, show notes on the Takes a Village website. Okay, we can let's do that because, yeah. I mean, and also this is another thing to add and, you know, there's there's a section of the autism community who would be saying, like, how dare you say that your life is hard with an autistic child because why? Why should it be so hard for you? Like being autistic isn't hard. Mm. And we would say, well, we're talking from our experiences, of yeah. our yeah. personal lived experiences yeah. of being parents to autistic or neurodivergent children. Yeah. And I totally get that. No My 15-year-old says that, says, yeah. please don't go on a podcast and talk yeah. about how hard your life is yeah. because mm-hmm. of me. And I said, we don't do that. We talk about how we can support other people. I think people. it's important to mention that because yeah. 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 no one wants to think that their parents are getting on a podcast moaning about their, yeah. no. how yeah. hard it is to bring up their... No, we're talking their, about our, our this this episode particularly, it was yeah. our mental health. Yes. It yeah. wasn't yes. our exactly. children's yeah. mental health. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for yeah. doing that, Shah. That's Sorry, great. That's okay. That's important and we're going to keep trying to do that. We've, we're trying to keep an overlay of mm. we're only speaking on our own behalves and I hope it comes across that we are so well-intentioned Yeah. and if we do get things wrong or say things that are that are offensive or that, you know, perhaps could be said in a different way, let us know. You can contact us on Instagram or um, you, there's an email address on the website. We want to hear. But really I hope we can convey that we are coming from a place of love yeah. and compassion mm. and care and connection. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank you, Anne. ladies. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for the conversation. Time. Bye.